always draw for the critics, the marks, the casual, and the hardcore. I think they said yeah. Yeah. Introducing your hosts, let's give it up for the prescription fill-in, smart slaying, cowboy boot-wearing, son of a gun, make some noise for Doc Haas. Because the great don't need to be goaded into greatness. They seek it out, they crave it. They dare the entire locker room to come after them, just like I'm going to seek you out. Up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane. Nope, it's just our third man. Johnny Smarks, Smarks. Who said you idiots can speak while there's a microphone in my head? And here is your host with the most, the baby face of podcasting, J.C. Bones. Let's make one thing clear. I don't watch this business. This business watches me. Sit back and enjoy your dose of kayfabe consumption as you listen to the fourth wall WrestleCast. Oops, I'm breaking the fourth breaking wall. The fourth wall. And Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, and Happy Holidays, fam, and welcome to the biggest draw for the critics, the marks, the casual, and the hardcore. Welcome to the fourth wall WrestleCast. I am the jolliest podcast host, the baby face of podcasting, Santa Bones. And I am accompanied today by my entire workshop. First, introducing, he is my Mrs. <laughs> my Mrs. Claus. Mrs. Claus, who feeds me milk and cookies oh every single God, night and boring, fills prescriptions every week for your kayfabe consumption. Ladies and gentlemen, the beautiful, the glorious Mrs. Doc Claus. I can't wait till you listen back to that. <laughs> And what the fuck was that? <laughs> and we cannot forget our strongest elf in the workshop. He does all the hard work around here. He helps to keep the he's the the building blocks of the foundation of this of this show. He is the cutest little elf that we have. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Smarky. <laughs> fuck all of you. Santa's obviously a little hungover. All right, guys. So, fam, we have a very special best of 2019 episode for you. We also have some big news pertaining the future of the Fourth Wall WrestleCast as we go into 2020. But, guys, we're going to wait till the end to let everyone know. What do you think? We don't want to give it it all away too soon. Yeah. I want everyone to know this is totally off subject. I just had McDonald's for the first time in probably 10 years. That was a bad idea. Oh, man. <laughs> you sound like you yeah, have really bad indigestion. That stuff is terrible. <laughs> oh, I'm going to shit down about 10 minutes. <laughs> That's my awesome. bathroom, dude. Oh, oh, man. Sorry, man. <laughs> oh, man, I have students that listen to this now. I gotta be careful. <laughs> well, they all knew that you and uh, we all very big all right, so fam, we're going to uh, talk about some some big moments and some uh, big shout-outs for different celebrities in the world of pop culture today. We're going to go outside of the normal, everyday talk of wrestling and venture off into the world of music, news, sports, film, etc. So, gentlemen, huh, 
as we are. What is that? Is that is that even empty? Did you, did you drink it already? Rum shotta. That's what it was. Rum So Doc and Smart are random. currently getting toasted as they celebrate the holidays. You, no, no, you will always find rum laying around this apartment with uh, Queen Rum, my wife Gabby. Ah. She has a song that goes rum, 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 rum. Oh, yeah. Rum, rum, I've rum, heard that song. Rum, it's going to be a hit. That's all it is. Well, <laughs> what else are you guys drinking over there? We got this um, Danish, like, Pilsner beer. It's really good. One of my students, shout out to Vic Skeets, got this from me when he was over in... Um, Came in a cool. When he can. was in Denmark, his wife's Danish. Came in his badass can, real metal-looking can. It's definitely just your classic uh, pilsner, but it's got ten percent alcohol in it. So we're kind of okay. sipping on it because if we start knocking it back, well, we're not going to make it to the wrestling part. <laughs> the holidays, baby. Well, what What were those two bottles you had in your hand there, Doc? Those two bottles I had in my hand were epic Christmas gift from my brother-in-law. Shout out to Joe Sheray. He got me a couple bottles of the bubbly. A little bit of the bubbly. Two bottles of the bubbly, to be be exact. Um, Legit Chris Jericho bubbly champagne. I'm looking for probably probably one of those open on New Year's. And uh, uh, another good for find a different occasion for the other one, but a little bit of bubbly. Maybe if I win a world title. Maybe if you you win a Yeah. Awesome. All right, guys. So let's get into our categories today. First, since, you know, we're all musicians and all, let's talk about the best album of 2019 all right doc we're gonna send this over to you to start us off so my favorite album of 2019 comes from a band i've been digging on for a while um probably at least since 2013 2014 mm-hmm. and i think they just put out their their best work this year it's by this band called rival rival sons um they're an awesome band leader from Southern California. And I think they also, actually, I think I might have read somewhere they actually moved to Nashville. Either way, um, Dave Cobb did the album as a producer who does a lot of great stuff out of Nashville right now. And, but this isn't a Nashville sound album. It's a kick ass, like hard rock album, real groovy. Um, a lot of pe- people compare like a band like Greta Van Fleet to Led Zeppelin. And I, I, I think it's. That band is so like they, they they have that Zeppelin influence, but they're kind of almost like doing it too hard. Where I think a band like Rival Sons, they I always tell it they kind of do the Zeppelin thing right, like just real groovy, powerful, riff-driven rock music. And this song, it's out man and had a song called "Do Your Worst," which was a number one on the rock charts, and so I think that was their first ever number one single. There's a bunch of good songs on there. The title track's awesome. Look Away is a great jam. Stood By Me is a great jam. Back in the Woods is a great jam. The whole album is just full of just great freaking jams, man. Groovy, kick-ass, hard rock. Rival Sons, Feral Roots. That was the best album of 2019 for me. Nice. I, I was rocking that thing in my car all the time. 100%. That's how I thought about this. Like, what album did I listen to most when I was driving? And it was fucking this one, without a doubt. I probably spent the whole summer listening to this fucking album. What about you, Smarky? So I have two. My first one is by a guy named Sturgill Simpson. It's called Sound and Fury. He's a country guy, kind of. Yeah, he's kind of. This is definitely kind of country. There ain't much there outside of one, four, or five chords. There ain't much country about that no, album. No. It's a good. It's, it's a good. I'm starting to grow on me a little the bit. Al- think of the album like it's a mix between Incubus's Morning View, yeah, and anything by the Drive-By Truckers. Yeah, that sounds about right. That's, it's really good. It's, it's, yeah, 
the, the, the ideas are cool. It's just, I mean, I don't think I was expecting it to be as... I knew exactly that's what he was going to do. Yeah, but I didn't even I think it was exactly. good. That's like kind of closer to the meta modern, that album. Meta modern sound. Yeah, that album. Music. Yeah. That, that album is out there too, man. That That's the album with their, his cover of um, Nirvana song. Uh, what song does he do on there? Oh, um, that's in Bloom. That's yeah, on Sailor's Bloom. God. Oh, no, it's not Sailor's, Sailor's God. Right. Earth. That was his album before this. <laughs> yep. Yeah, so he's put out a couple, like, acclaimed albums, like three pretty uh, highly acclaimed albums in a row. He's a great songwriter, man. Yeah, my other album is just because it's been, like, 11 years, and, you know, we wait 10 years to reach these albums. It's definitely Tools, Fear, and Oculum. Yes, I'm so glad you said that. That that was one of my choices, uh, too. <laughs> yeah, Bones, yeah. I love Tools. I like to like hear that album. Everything like about that album is so good. It was good. It was a good jam. Yeah. It was definitely worth the wait. Uh, I definitely worth the wait. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I'll stop there. I can talk about music forever because. Yeah. Well, that's good. I, I actually had a second one also. Now, this is mainly pertaining to the fact that 311 is my absolute favorite band. And I had no idea. There no was. Idea. Um, the, the past few albums have been kind of hit or miss, they've had a couple good ones. But the albums in, in general kind of hit or miss. I was very happy with this year's album, Voyager. Um, I was skeptical to listen to it right away because of the way the past few have been. But I have had that thing in my car nonstop as well for the majority of 2019. So I got to give mad props to 311 as well for their new album this year. Shout out Nick Sexton! Yeah. And you guys also gave me some new music for me to start looking into. It wasn't Peanut the bass. No, Peanut was the bass player. Is that guy yeah. Peanut still play bass with them? Yes, he is. Is he still go by Peanut? Yes, it's all does. the original Peanuts, that's right? Yeah, all the originals. They they've never had any of the lineup. Oh, oh man, that's impressive for like twenty five years. You know, they're coming yeah. up on thirty, right? They're coming up on thirty years, on 30 years yeah. now. Yeah. yeah, that's that's really no, impressive. It, it might be. I think their first album came out in eighty nine. No, they're not that old, are they? You know what? I want to say. I don't think it was 89. Well, I think the first album was 90. Get stats up, boy. Come on. Well, if that's the case, it's 30 years. 30 years, then. All right, Smart, you got to do the... See, we have to have the research ready for these shows. I know. 1988. 1988. Oh, 88. Okay. Okay. Yeah, so that's... Now you go. You talk yeah. about... That's, yeah, 30 years. Wow, over 30 years. That's impressive. And if, if you guys have not been to a 311 concert, I highly well, recommend I, going to one at least once. They're a lot of fun. I, I lot saw of them fun. with Sublime in Rome. I saw them with Sublime in Rome too a few years back. My, my best concert though was Medeski Martin and Wood, The Roots, and 311. Oh, that's, that's an all-star show right there. Yeah, that's a like, pretty. That's a pretty. You must have really, really been good friends with, with Matt Riddle um, and RVD. Yes. Well, yeah. To get through that show, you had to be. RVD moved. Did they play a go-go? RVD moved into my apartment. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys, let's move on to the next category. Let's talk about the best TV show of 2019. Smarky, let me pass this one over to you. My favorite TV show of 2019 is a show called Big Mouth. It is a cartoon on Netflix about middle school-aged children doing ridiculously stupid things that have to do around their hormones and it's fucking hilarious. Never watched. Oh, it's so funny. <laughs> and in second place, as of a couple weeks ago, is absolutely 
The Mandalorian. Which is my number one because The Mandalorian is fucking awesome. The He's fucking awesome. Uh, Baby Yoda's fucking awesome. Uh, the girl, Bounty Hunter, who used to be the MMA fighter, uh, Gina Carano. She's, she's an fucking, MMA fighter? Yeah, dude. She was a freaking legit. She was, she was like, good, too, man. Like, kind of like... You know, early part of this, early part of this past decade. She's pretty. Yeah, and she's yeah, she's she's a badass, dude. She's like a legit badass. Yeah, yeah. You I could like see that. it in her character that she's a legit badass. Like she knows she's not fucking trying too hard to like be this badass bounty hunter on the show. And of course, Baby Yoda, dude. I mean, how could you, how could you not love Baby it's Yoda? Not Yoda, it's, but yeah. <laughs> it was funny actually with Disney Plus. Me and my wife were back. We were watching some of the old ones. We were watching Dumbo. Dumbo was nice. a pretty cute. Yeah, we were watching like, yo, that's like the OG baby Yoda right Classic, there is Dumbo. Right? <laughs> now, yo, for, for the Mandalorian, Mandalorian's only on Disney Plus now, right? Yes, it's only on Disney okay. Plus. Yeah, I it's don't have worth that, so the I've price. Not seen it yet. That, that and, and 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 that and the Imagineering series are worth the price of it. And every '90s cartoon. Yeah, like Ducktales is on there. Is this right. is slowly turning into a Disney plug? <laughs> Yo, if if you it, read Twitter yesterday, they were going to take over the world by 2050. That's what I've, I've seen. That I've seen. I that. always think. I always think of that South Park episode with the Jonas <laughs> Brothers and Evil Mickey when I think of Disney. <laughs> Mickey. Shut up, you son of a bitch! <laughs> you do what I say. Oh man, oh, man. great! All, all I'm looking forward to when I get Disney Plus is being able to binge watch Darkwing Duck. Uh Topanga's boobs. Oh, Boy Meets World. Yeah, I haven't even got into Boy Meets World yet. <laughs> True, Boy Meets World it w- would be another goodie to uh, to catch yeah. up on. All right, uh, for me, so for my favorite TV show of 2019 is season 10 of The Walking Dead. Are you still watch The Walking Dead, I'm still, man? I watch I'm, Walking I'm Dead probably like, one of the few that still watches it religiously, but I really have to give them props on season 10. Never see it. We'll never see it. The comics are better. So I'm going to ask you some questions. I'm going to give you some characters. Tell me alive or dead, okay? Okay. Pretty sure Carl's dead, right? Carl's dead. Yes, he's been dead. Spoiler alert. Uh, yeah. Michonne. She's still alive. She she yeah. runs the show. Okay. Daryl. Still alive. Rick Grimes. Rick. That thing wasn't Grimes. Uh, yes, Rick Grimes. No comment. Uh, is that some sort of... Okay, is that like an active thing going on yeah, right now? We, we don't know. So I have no comment on that. Okay, I, okay. I think, I think so he's still alive. The cliffhanger, it's the cliffhanger yeah. action going on there. So I guess that's why, is that where the season, so season 10 obviously ended up at that point. Se- season 10 die? happens six years in the future without Rick. But we don't know if Rick is dead or not. Wow, okay. So is it really worth going back? I, I, the last episode I watched was when they introduced Negan. You need to watch the whole fight with uh, them versus the Saviors and how ne- how that whole story evolves between uh, Rick and Negan. It really explains it really a lot worth for moving to watch. I think so. I mean, I pe- people got tired talk. of the show because it was the same thing every season. Yeah, the, yeah it's oh, like, that's happened to me. Yeah, the, 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 the whole team finds a new, a new place to live. Then they all get separated and they have their side stories and they end up coming back and defeating a bad guy. But... 
if you look more at the character development and the introduction of different characters, that's what that's what has kept me going and kept me watching it. I am happy to hear that Michonne's running the show. That's mm-hmm. that sounds about right. Yes. she was easily the most badass character on the show. Extremely, and she gets hotter and hotter every uh, every season. <laughs> so, but yeah, so season ten of Walking Dead is definitely my my pick for the best TV show. So if you dropped off of Walking Dead and want to go back and watch it, I highly recommend it. You heard it here first, folks. All right, gentlemen. Best movie of 2019. Now, I know the two of you just got back from the movies, seeing the new Star Wars movie. I have not seen it yet, so please no spoilers. Because you're fucking communist. So you're telling me yeah. right now, it's like the only fucking podcast recorded this week that talks about pop culture things. And I can't talk about Star Wars because your schmuck ass you're hasn't gone to see it yet. I have not seen it yet. I've seen it I twice, want no you spoilers. son of a bitch. How about no this? Why don't you put the headphones down and walk away for a few minutes, and John and I will talk about Star Wars. No, because I still have to edit it, so I'm still going to have to listen to this shit later anyway. It's true. It's true. <clears throat> true. So you're telling me, you're telling me right now, in the world. All right. All right, listen. At this point, anyone else who has who's listening to this episode has probably seen the movie. Yeah, I've been out for over a week now. You're allowed to talk about it on a podcast at this point. All right. Then listen, I, I'm okay with the spoilers. Oh I'll be okay with it for the sake of no, quality I content. I can do it to him. No. You know what? I'm changing the conversation. I have no okay. problem doing it to him. Just when you thought you knew the answers. Um, I am going to say that, yes, Episode 9 is one of my favorite movies. But before Episode 9, my top movie is Avengers Endgame. Thank you. We share the same sentiment, Smarky. I so, couldn't agree more. He hasn't seen it. I have no investment what? in the Marvel universe, really. Yeah, yeah, he's a communist. I really wow. have no investment in the Marvel universe. Like, I don't really like. It's like kind of like one of those things. I'll probably, I'm sure, I'll just catch up on it at some point and whatever. But I just, I wasn't a big comic book kid, so like, I don't have the same attraction. As the who Zeher? <laughs> <laughs> now I heard that movie's awesome, so. Here's my thing. I, I'm I'm not as into. I don't go to movies as often as as oh, most I don't people go, I only do. Go, you know what I go to movies for? I watch I watch Marvel movies, Star Wars movies. Yeah, oh, yeah. I don't so have I Star go, Wars movies. So, so I got so, so, I, so I so when I do go to movies, it's for something like Star Wars or like the Wizard movies or mm-hmm. if there's like a Hobbit thing or and I have seen I've seen a couple of the uh, Marvel movies and a couple of the DC movies, but uh, so my here's the thing. I'm pretty. Sh- Sure, I haven't seen my favorite movie of 2019 yet because okay, <laughs> because I know there's a movie that as soon as I watch it, it's going to become my favorite movie of 2019, and I haven't been able to Super sit Troopers. down and watch it yet. No, it's not Super Troopers because it's three and a half hours long. I was going to try to do it today, but then I was enticed by a second show into Star Wars on Netflix, The Irishman. It's a Scorsese yeah. movie, and yes. it's going to be better than any movie out this year by default because it's a Scorsese movie, most likely. Apparently, it's, it's the one just, about Jimmy Hoffa. I, I'm not. It, mm-hmm. no, I don't know. I don't know anything about it. I just heard it's a great movie, and it's got De Niro, and I think Joe Pesci's in it too. Yeah, Pesci. And apparently, De Niro is like a freaking like it's an Oscar-worthy performance, and right. apparently, it's one of Scorsese's. It's being it's it's being hailed as one of Scorsese's best. So I, I figure as soon as I see that movie, it's going to become my favorite movie of 2019. Hoffa. It is about Hoffa, okay. Yeah. And then eventually, and then eventually, um, that'll supersede Star Wars because that's, I think, the only other movie I can remember seeing. Oh, I saw The Joker. The Joker was really good. It's just another Scorsese movie. Yeah, for for me, though, I I have to go with Smart Guy. I have to say Endgame because... 
the other three movies that potentially could be my favorite movie I haven't seen yet, The Irishman, The Joker, and Star Wars. Because those so, other yeah, three Star- movies have gotten amazing reviews, but I just haven't seen it yet. So, Star Wars Star Wars is interesting because it really Episode nine rendered a lot of episode eight useless. Yep. You know, mm-hmm. because it, 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 it is because it was different directors. I don't know why they, they didn't have the same director for all three. I don't understand why the decision was made there because it's, episode eight is just different from seven and nine a lot. It, it really was for me like nights. It's, it's, I'm not going to try to, I'm trying to spoil it too much for you, John, mm-hmm. but it was like, uh, I, won't, I won't go into details, but it was definitely like, a darker Return of the Jedi. Yep. It definitely was like made for the fans, the classic Star Wars fans, the nerds who were who were, who were butthurt by Episode Eight. I liked Episode Eight. I liked. I was like, I was different, but I was okay with the changes they were making. Mm-hmm. But a lot of them didn't follow through in Episode Nine. Uh, the main things that followed through were the Kylo, Luke, and Ray storylines. Yep. Mm-hmm. Those pretty much. But, and then, and then yeah, when you're watching, you have to remember it's a part of nines. You have to view all nine of them as one. Yep. It's an right. e- the ending is something where you have to view it as all nine as one, and not like you know, not this is the end of seven, eight, and nine because they definitely ended it to end the whole series, not just this set of of of, um, of Star Wars trilogy. Yep. So that right. that's that's the best I'll say. And then when you watch it, when when you go to see it, we'll get into a little more in depth discussion on it. Cool. Yeah, I'm. I am going to see it this week, so maybe for the next episode we can discuss some Star Wars. Now, next category, fellas. Best sports team of 2019. Oh, when the Spurs go marching in. Oh, you know when what, the dude? The Spurs go marching in. Oh, you know what, I want dude? to be on right. that number. Oh, when the Spurs go marching in. Oh, and you're wearing a Tottenham shirt. Look at that. Yeah, we're in my hoodie right now, baby, after our 2-1 victory glory, this morning. Glory, Tottenham Hotspur. Classic Mourinho ball this morning. Glory. Classic Mourinho ball this morning. A very slow-paced game where a moment decided it. Um, so, yeah, Tottenham. I didn't. Tottenham was un- unquestionably the best sports team of my favorite sports teams this year. Made it to the Champions League final, lost to a far superior Liverpool team. That uh, on a normal year, Liverpool is my number two sports team of the year in terms of like. So when I did this, I said the, the best sports team of the year. Who was the best team this year? Liverpool was definitely my number. Was the number two? Probably most people in the world's number one. I mean, they won the Champions League, second in the Premier League, and they've pretty much already won this year's Premier League. They're so far ahead of everybody else. They're the Yankees of EPL. No, I don't know if they're the Yankees. And yeah. I got I to know, see one of them. I always felt like they were more the Red Sox to the EPL. All right, the Man City. Oh, wait, that's right, because they are the Yankees. Yeah. <laughs> because this will be, when, if, when Liverpool wins the title this year, this will be their first ever title since it's become the Premier League in 1992. Yep. Right. Because, you know, United dominated the early years. Anyways, when it yeah. comes, but when it comes to the, the best team of the year, it's just, I'm a big wrestling fan too like collegiate wrestling fan and mm. mma and stuff like that so i like i just like combat sports in general so i'm a rucker season ticket holder i go to all, all the home matches awesome great great environment 
out the coach Goodale on the wrestling team. Hey! <laughs> but the best team in the land, and, and it's really impressive, is the Penn State wrestling team. Okay? Penn State just won their fourth straight NCAA championship, and they're seventh in the past eight years, which is absolutely unreal. Their coach is, is Kale Sanderson, who's probably the best collegiate wrestler ever for his match as he's working. They have seven All-Americans last year, which is absolutely incredible number. Um, they're doing things, you know, that have only maybe, you know, they're just doing pretty, things that aren't done in sports nowadays. You don't see teams win titles like that nowadays, you know, seven of eight, four in a row in any sport, because sports is just so much more competitive now than it was, you know, back in the days when the Yankees would reel off five in a row or the Canadians would reel off five in a row. The Celtics would reel off six, seven, eight in a row. And, or the Celtics and the Lakers would just trade titles. They were only two. It's so much different now in the world of sports. And you see it in you know, just about all sports. You know, maybe in collegiate sports, it's a little different because, you know, but even like Alabama fell off, fell off the podium, off their perch this year in college football. So, like, it's really hard to stay on top for as long as this team stayed on top. So, as far as I'm concerned, that's the best team in the land. All the sports teams of the Tom's River Mariners. <laughs> he's not. He's not wrong. They're, Tell him why I'm not wrong. It, they're 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 good at like every sport. They're like ranked in the top ten in the shore in every sport. Their marching band's okay. Their marching band um, state champions. <laughs> they're all right. They're, they're okay. Marching band state champions. They're okay. Their drums could be better. Oh, they really ah, could. Ugh. Yeah, they really, they really could. Oh, I'm sorry, Bones. Um, last time I checked, we spanked your schools. Oh, my oh, God. Hold on. That wasn't my school, okay? I was just uh, – I was there temporarily to help out. I was there to make them great again. So, uh, for me, again, I'm not – I don't really follow – I don't follow too much sports, but I'm going to have to go with uh, – Tottenham Hotspur, only because hey, I got to see. Hey. Oh, you're so cute! I got to like see so a, a Champions League game at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium in like, London about a month so ago. A uh, beautiful stadium, so brand jealous. new stadium. I can't believe he's got to go there. I've I was never there. Been. You're such a. I was there oh. in the seats, and I, I was yelling. Glory, glory, Tottenham Hotspur. Are you now? So have you? Did, have you, a question. did you fart in the seat? Have you were there? Have you watched a Tottenham match since going to that match? No. No, I have not. Missing out. Dude. Well, because I don't get soccer on my TV, and I was never—I'm not really home enough to watch TV. On NBC, you on NBC Sports. So I'm gonna have to. Uh, oh, they're on NBC. See, that, NBC that, that was just Sports. my lame excuse for not watching the games. Now I'm gonna have to watch the game. <laughs> yeah, it's on NBC Sports, dude. They were okay. on the sport. Okay. Jose, very Jose-like win. Worried about, but, uh, um, worried about. If I if I had to pick any other team, I'd probably say my the best sports team has to be the undisputed era. That's because they had a hell of a year. And they did. Snapchatting at the same time. <laughs> such a, he's such a. You're the smart today, Bo. I am the smart. You're right. Now, well, now we know who your faction of the year is because if they're your team of the year, they uh, have not, to be your hey, faction. who knows? Who knows? Oh my! You're breaking. Who knows? We breaking, do because breaking kayfabe, dude. All right. Fuck. Yeah, we're, we're called the fourth wall for a reason. We, we break the kayfabe. Anyway. All right, where are we going next, dude? All right. Before we head into the world of pro wrestling, I do want to talk about some honorable mentions, uh, some celebrities that we lost in the year of 2019. Let me go down a short list. 
it's, it's this is the short version of the list. We unfortunately did lose a lot a lot this year, but we did lose the likes of 90210 actor Luke Perry, whose son Jungle Boy is currently uh, wrestling in AEW. Uh, from the world of wrestling, we lost Mean Gene Okerlund, him and his iconic voice, the voice of wrestling in the 80s and 90s. We also lost Hall of Famer King Kong Bundy. We also lost... Uh, King Kong Bundy did die, that's New right. New Jersey native. New Jersey's right. own, yes. We also lost a former Divas champion, Ashley Massaro. Uh, very, very unfortunate. She was very young. She was the Divas champion? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we also lost an all-American actress and singer, Miss Doris Day. Um, you guys might want to elaborate on this former Red Sox player, Bill Buckner. Oh, oh, good old Bill Buckner. So Bill Buckner, uh, maybe the maybe the greatest non-Met in the history. Of I the agree. Definitely the best non. <laughs> Definitely the best non-Met in team history. Um, there was. nobody quite like Bill. You know, my mom and dad were at that game. Really? Yeah, they left me home. I get so mad. I was like, you were one. I'm like, I don't care. I wanted to be game six of the World Series. I could have been there. So, yeah, when you're a Mets fan and, like, you know, your family, you're that close to that game and, you you know, you're that close to that World Series, you know, mm -hmm. just the Mets are just stuck in your blood. Yep. Right. And when I say stuck, I mean stuck. I've been trying to get them out for years. Like glue. And they, like just, they just won't move. They're just yep. zap the life out of me. Yep. Anyway, and then uh, in the world of music, we did lose uh, infamous Dr. John, famous New Orleans musician. So Martinez. good, man. His so band good. is so fucking good. Best known for his hit song, Ico Ico. That's not even Ico his one best day. song. Talk about Hey Now, Hey Now. I love that song. Uh, we also lost uh, Rip Torn, uh, probably best known for his more recent work in Men in Black. Uh, we lost Eddie Money. Ginger Baker, drummer oh, from Cream. Oh, Ginger Baker, man. Yep. Oh, can we go back to Eddie Money? Can we go back to Ginger yes, Baker? Back to no, Eddie Money. Take me home tonight. I don't want to let you Yo, go. Dude, those songs are so good. He had a lot of good songs. I yeah. once had to play uh, Baby Hold On To Me on drums, and I had so much fun. How could you not play that bass line? <laughs> <laughs> And uh, also, and, a little more recently, we, we did lose uh, from the Wayans Brothers TV show and other movies, John Witherspoon, and also more recently, Danny Aiello. Before we get to Danny Aiello, we didn't talk about Ginger Baker. I was listening to White Room tonight. Oh, Dude, oh, those drums, they make yep. no sense, but it's so groovy. Okay, so you all need to go. There's, it, It's got to be on YouTube, but there's this, there's this um, concert movie of Blind Faith Live in Hyde Park. And, mm -hmm. and Ginger Baker is just a standout man. He was such a good blues drummer and, and jazz drummer. Yeah. And to be friends with all those people, although my friends, I use that term loosely because Ginger <laughs> Baker was an asshole. <laughs> a huge fucking yeah. asshole. Oh, yeah. Interesting. And him and Glenn Fryer formed the asshole band in heaven. Fry right was an even bigger asshole. <laughs> I do not like Glenn Fry. I'm sorry, man. Rest in peace, but he was a fucking douche. I didn't like his style at all. <laughs> anyway, who else died? You morbid fuck. Well, <laughs> nothing. Uh, that that was the short list that I had. You know, oh, Danny okay. Aiello, great, great actor. Not the only John Witherspoon. Yeah, John Witherspoon. He was from the the, the Friday movies. Uh, he was the father in the Wayne's Brothers. 
Oh, comedian. oh, is that who that guy? Oh, yeah. that guy was funny as hell. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he looked like this. What you gonna do? Yeah. What you gonna do he was bro? funny as hell. Yep. Yeah. He, made, he, he was like the funniest character in the Friday movies. Yep. <laughs> All right. Wasn't he also in Dope in Medicine South Central while drinking, while drinking juice, juice in the hood? Yes, he was. Yes, I've he seen was. That movie. Yeah. I oh, I love that. My favorite, movie, my favorite part of the movie is when he bangs a girl and like five seconds later she's like, I'm, I'm pregnant. pregnant. <laughs> what? I had not kids. I think I would know. Oh, my God. Oh, <laughs> man. Good oh, movie. Man. He had fucking fast fires in oh, his hair. Oh, man. That movie's great. <laughs> awesome. All right, guys. Let's head on over now to the world of pro wrestling, which is what we do. So. Is it? Well, it was. Oh, we'll get to that later, though. Uh wow! Look at that little foreshadowing. Oh, like we it's like hot. that, right? Yeah. All right, so gentlemen, let's talk about the world of pro wrestling. This is not just uh, narrowed down to the WWE. It's the entire of world of pro wrestling. Let's talk about our sort of first with the best pay per view of 2019. Ooh. Uh, for me, oh, I got it. It came. It was for me. It was it was pretty simple, just because just there was just so many great matches Mine's on better. this pay per view. Takeover New York, mm. unbelievable show, dude. I remember watching that show and just being awed and glued to the TV the whole time. Uh, uh, War Raiders beating Aleister Black and Ricochet. Velveteen Dream, Matt Riddle. Oh, yeah. Right. Dude, uh, Walter Pete Dunn, Pete Dunn losing the UK title. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, the four way with Shayna, Shayna EO, uh, was it Bianca yeah, and uh, Kyrie Sane? No, Kyrie Sane. Kyrie Sane. Yeah, and of course, the two out of three falls match, Gargano and Cole, which is mm-hmm. one of the best matches in wrestling history, yep. in my opinion. Agreed. Yeah, so. That's my pay per view. I mean, just That's there was a lot of great shows. AEW put out some great shows this year too, but nothing right. was as good as Takeover New York this year. That was that was a show that really needed to deliver, and man, they just knocked it out of the park. Right, and they debuted Walter. That was almost like a debut of Walter to the American audience a little right. bit. I feel too, you yep. know. So that was, that, and, set the, and it really set the tone for NXT and NXT UK for the year. Uh, yeah. The results, yeah, and so it was just. As that was the show. Awesome. See, I, I like Takeover New York. That's not my favorite, though. My favorite was actually War Games. War Games? Okay. War Games. I love, um, I love matches like War Games. Um, you know, Royal Rumble is my favorite pay-per-view of all time. So anything like that. And War Games is kind of like a Royal Rumble match. This year's Rumble was good, too. Yep. Yeah. And yeah. this year's going to be even better. I think, you know, because it had some low years the past couple. And we went to that one in Philly, and I was so pissed off. The best, oh, man. The best part of that was just Bubble Ray coming out of nowhere. That was a couple of years ago. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, the, the women's and the, both the women's and the men's matches were amazing. Um, fucking Chiampa's team was just stacked. It was so good. Um, and the women's War Games match, probably. If I, if I, you know, you know, I kind of stuck to something else, but the women's war game match, huge contender for match of the year out of any, fa- out of any, you know, promotion. Um, it was so good. I'm a huge Bel Air fan, so anything she's in is amazing. And of course, you know, the whole 
you know, Dakota Kai, Tegan Knox thing was right. just awesome. Right. Um, I can't wait to see what more comes from that. And Kaylee Ray is just a fox. So, and then of course, um, I don't know how you guys feel about him, about him, but I'm a. Y'all gonna get me fun of. I'm a huge Angel Garza fan. Oh, Angel Garza! He is so awesome. I like Angel, man. Do you know? I like what he's bringing. I like what he's bringing to the table, Angel. Do you know that he went off the book when he had proposed? Yeah. That that was not. He didn't tell. Um, he didn't tell Matt Bloom or Triple H. He's got some balls. Yeah, could you imagine? Yeah, you balls. are new to the new to the organization, kind of, mm-hmm. and you go off script when Matt Bloom and Triple H are your producers. You know, I, I mean, anything I ever read about wrestlers, though, it's always just like you know, the people that get respect are the ones that freaking take the bull by the, the take, horns and right. yeah. and take matters in their own hands. That's like what Jericho did. That's right. what The Rock did, you know? His match his match with Shane Strickland. No, his name's not Shane Strickland anymore. Um, Swerve Scott. That match was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, Swerve, they, they both have a huge career. Up. And then, of course, Aller and Riddle. And th- those two can't have a bad match. Right. Absolutely. So that's that's why. I mean. Impossible bad. Impossible shitty match. Yeah. And, you know, <laughs> I mean, Pete, Pete Dunne, Damian Priest, and Killian Dane again. Um, that was on there too. That might have been a low point, and it was still a good match. Right. I mean, still a great match. I, see, I felt with Takeover New York, there wasn't a low point. It's true, mm-hmm. but I mean, Punishment Martinez, guys, that guy is just fucking insane. He's I know a, I made fun of his name last week, but he's a big boy. He is a. I've met him. He can him. move. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey, he's, he, yeah, he can move. He's, you can tell they definitely have like they have the Undertaker vision on him. You know, dark character. He's built like Taker. Maybe, maybe a little. Sh- that's yeah, probably a little How shorter cool than Taker. He's definitely he's you know, he's in great shape. He's in I the prime of his career. In my head. How cool would it be if the Undertaker like fought Damian Priest or like the Fiend and one of them became the Undertaker? Became I don't know if I'll like Undertaker. Kind of like fake Diesel and fake Razor Ramon, but I, I don't think I don't <laughs> I think that's know. better. No, I don't know. I, oh. Yeah, because that's all I think of is fake Diesel and fake Razor right. Ramon. I, I think I think it's just it's not. I think Damian Priest deserves to carve his own path right. in the Agreed. industry. Whatever. Agreed. Much like much like much like Bray Wyatt's doing right now. <clears throat> I can't right. wait till both is back. Well, I think you both chose two very good events. I mean, anything that's NXT TakeOver is always one of the top events of the year. But those are not my favorites. I think the best pay-per-view of the year. Oh, you know what? He doesn't even have one. No, you know what? I'm an asshole. I was going to say Evolution, but Evolution was October of last year. I'm an idiot. (laughs) Wow, I'm an idiot. I, I don't know I how I just realized that. I need to go on a tangent here. WWE, you are fucking stupid for getting rid of that pay-per-view. Yes. It was fucking awesome, and you should have it every year, and I'm really upset at you for doing that. Now, you know what? This gives Shimmer. I'm pointing at a fucking camera you can't see. This gives Shimmer and all those other fucking promotions that do women-only things. Even NXT, who did a women's-only thing, right. it just gives them more credit. You did this one pay-per-view. Hey, look what we did. Women's equality, and then you fucking canned it. You're fucking stupid. And Stephanie McMahon, you should be fucking ashamed of yourself that you let that go. Okay, I'm done. Agreed. 
Now, while Evolution was I an amazing... I agree with everything that guy said. <laughs> yes, while it was an amazing pay-per-view, I stupidly forgot that that was actually last year. It feels like it was not so long ago. But, but on that note, because I'm an idiot and wrote down the wrong pay-per-view on my list, uh, I'm actually going to have to go then with Doc on uh, TakeOver Fuck New you! York. Probably. Oh so well, because, listen, when we continue with our categories, you'll probably see why when we get to them. So. Let, let's move on to the next. Uh, let's move on to the next category. Let's talk about the best male wrestling match of 2019. Smarky wants to go first. He's giving me the RVD thumbs. <laughs> um. So, so match, not wrestler. Match. Correct match. My favorite male match is actually a series of matches, and hopefully from that you understand who it is. It is actually the Keith Lee. Dijak matches. Mm. They were just... They were, good. They they were out of this world. You know, two big men who do things that they really shouldn't do. Even Dijak... I watched NXT last night. Even Dijak was doing shit last night that yeah. a six seven and could not do. Yeah. Against... I mean, I, I don't know if you guys watched last night. He fought Bronson Reed. That yeah. fuck can move, too. Yeah. And he's a big boy. But Dijak, Keith Lee... Those are your two top WWE superstars in the next uh, five years. Dijak, I think. I don't think he's. I think he's the main roster guy. I don't think yeah. he's going to be on the roster much. No, longer. no, and he'll be a monster yeah. heel. He's going to come out. He 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 could be like what Raw needs. He could, could be what Raw needs. You know. I just hope he doesn't go to root of like Chris Masters or any other big men. Even even you know like uh, Harper and and um, Harper's partner. Rowan. Oh, Rowan. Rowan. Well, like I think Dijak process. has the opportunity to go more of like a Drew McIntyre route. That's but again, but same thing. It. You're the chosen one, and then you're fucking three MB. Yeah, but now right. oh, he's now he's the Drew McIntyre. Yeah, now he's fucking now. Yeah, definitely now. Yeah, this this is different. This is more of the Drew Galloway character. I think he's gonna have a big 2020 Drew McIntyre. Yeah, I think so. I do. I do think 2020 is the year he finally gets his world title reign. World title reign. Um, Matt. Match of the year, men's rear. I've got to go back to take over New York and uh, Cole Gargano. Yeah, I mean, just just the the, the, the story, the ending for Gargano and everything, and just just, just, just how he had to do it all right. the, on this piece. All I just I just add that image of all the finishers at the end, and just how on the edge of my seat I was for that whole match. I, I remember getting done watching that match, and he's like that. Might have been the best match in WWE's history. That might have been the greatest match in WWE history. Yeah, like it had everything. Even and and this, the the payoff for Gargano was just it was everything. That story that was they they nailed it. You know, creative nailed that I story. Why is Gargano not on the main roster? I think he's an NXT guy. Because there is no more main roster in NXT, NXT anymore. He, he's an NXT roster. guy. He's going to yeah. be there to help. Build NXT is the third main brand. Yeah. That's exactly still, why he's still there. Yeah, well, they're, they're still going to juggle people around the ranks, but I don't think – I think the term at main roster is going to slowly phase itself out now. I hope so. Yeah, shout, yeah. Out Pro, so. shout out to Yada Shout out NXT. And and shout out to Chelsea Green, making her debut on Raw this week as well. Love her uh, death because uh, I love her husband, but she's Canadian. Whatever. <laughs> the Canadians um, are all – Well oh, – I- I have to agree with Doc. My favorite male match is definitely the two out of three falls match between Gargano and Adam Cole. Yeah. At uh, NXT Takeover New York, definitely yeah, the, I, the I, best male match of this year. Uh, unbelievable, man! Every fucking fall, 
start to finish, the false finishes, uh, doing each other's finishers, amazing. Two of the best wrestlers in the world right now. They're so fluid together in the ring, too. Yep. You would think, like, you see, you see Gargano and, and Tommaso work together. I'm like, yeah, they just have, like, a, a thing because those two guys. And then he just goes and he does it with Cole, too. And Cole does it with everybody else. I'm like, those are just, these are just dudes who are so good at the, the craft in the way that, right. like, Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels were. And exactly. it's just, it's, they're the guys that you want, that I watch wrestling for. They're, oh. and, and, and those matches are the moments you, you watch wrestling for. Like, when you watch that match, that's where you feel like, this is why I watch. This is why I watch yep. NXT every Wednesday, because I got this payoff. Right. And it doesn't happen every time. We know full well it doesn't happen every time. Yep. Right. But it happened for this one, and it happened hard. And it happened in a way we're going to talk about for years, and much in the way we still talk about Savage Steamboat, and much in the way we still talk about the Brett Owen series. Mm-hmm. Like we're going to talk about this match, and and their and their and their singles match at Takeover Twenty Five. You know, oh, yeah. shout out to that. Yeah. And my other shout out, honorable mention, is uh, Cody Dustin. Cody Dustin was Cody Dustin. Yeah, Cody I, Dustin. Oh, I totally was, very about that. Cody Dustin, the storytelling. Oh my goodness. Oh, I I just I. I I I want I yelled when it was over like in the whole and he, yeah, I need my brother and he hugged it. I was like oh my god this is amazing <laughs> yep. and it was so yeah. cheesy you can do something that cheesy and pull it off man you know how to freaking work a crowd dude that's really impressive and the match was just a great match match was really you good know, two yep. guys knowing each knowing their what they can do best and taking what they do best and applying you know just not trying to do anything they're not they shouldn't be doing just doing what they do right 110 percent after that right. match was that was great so yeah well 2019 did not just have good male wrestling matches also a lot of really good female wrestling matches so doc let's start with you what was your best female wrestling match of 2019 i know spark sparky and i talked about this already off 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 air we know we're in agreement and it really wasn't hard for me uh, unquestionably, the women's war games match. Yeah, we both we both have the same answer. There's just no that match had was it was so they accomplished so much in that match. They had right. established Ripley as a dom, as a dominant star they, without making Shayna look too no without making Shayna look too weak. But they also did it in a way to make Rhea look really strong because it was four on two. Uh, right. They turned Dakota heel. They did so much within that space, and then just the in ring. Like yeah. Justin, you know, Bianca Belair's in there, so you know the in-ring performance is going to be top-notch. And Rhea Ripley is just that's been the launch. That was the launching pad for her, as she has just been on a rocket strap since yep. War Games. You know, and she's now the, the champion over there. And yep. Shane is going to be up in the main roster. Shane getting a win at Survivor Series the next night over Bailey and Becky. I mean, yep. are you kidding me? Yeah. You know, way way to make Rhea on and still not. You know, have Shayna sit in the dumps. That match and that whole sequence of the women Survivor Series, you know, that whole Survivor Series takeover weekend, the women were booked so good that weekend. And that match was just, that was a, that was a joy to watch that match. Uh, honorable mention to main event, WrestleMania 35. I couldn't, took the words right out of my mouth, man, definitely. Yeah. Uh, I, I agree, the War Games match was definitely one of the best women's matches. I feel like that really showcased the NXT women more. I feel like they... They've been showcased, but I feel like they were, a lot of them were still kind of hiding in the shadows. This really helped put the roster on notice. Like, hey, look at who we have in NXT right now. It gave 
great spot for both Tegan Knox and even Dakota Kai, even though she was there for the segment of the heel turn and leaving, it did a lot for her character. Candice LeRae. Oh, yeah. It, the match was, like, made Candace, for someone yeah. like Candice LeRae. So I, I couldn't agree more. Absolutely. That was a, it was huge for Candice. I think she had a good match. I think Candice needed, need, needed that just as much as, as Rhea did. Yep. Right. Look at Rhea now. Yeah. Yep. Holding the gold. And we all said it when Rhea first came to the black and gold. Who's going to be the one to defeat Shayna? It has to be Rhea. Yeah, and I, Hey, for the love, we're talking about like Candice LeRae. For the love of Christ, WWE, can we get some mid card titles for the women? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Both brands. We need the women's intercontinental. Yeah. Both, women's both, North both, American uh, Championship in NXT. Just make it <laughs> women's North American Championship and, and a women's intercontinental championship. Mm-hmm. Done. You don't yeah. have to name it anything. Just take the men's name and put women's in. Like, boom. Right. Done. Agreed. Yeah, can we get some mid card titles, please? Because there's so much talent and. There could be so much more that could be done in storyline. Yeah, just yeah. Exactly. Wrestlers wrestle for championships. Mm-hmm. Yep. Right. Um, but also, I want to touch on on the honorable mention as well. The main event at WrestleMania 35. We were all there live in person. We were there to feel the electricity. It was definitely historic. They they broke barriers. Uh, also, everything was a great match. The int- yeah. everything from the entrances to the finish. Even though the finish was a little wonky, but I'm sure that's just to set up a storyline in the future. So I'm pretty sure the that, that was not that my match. favorite. WrestleMania 35. My Say, favorite part was Zack Ryder, Kurt Hawkins. <laughs> of course it was. Of course it was. It's all about mid card, motherfuckers. I keep you know, telling you that. That's not the so. Mid, here, you know what? On that mid. note, talking about Zack Ryder and Kurt Hawkins, let's go on to the next category: the best tag team of 2019. Not bad. Bones, why don't you go first? You want me to go first? Yeah. I'm probably... I'm going to have to go with the Young Bucks. All right, because uh, the Young Bucks... They've done nothing! Oh, man. Hold on. I'm going to fart. I mean, they've done nothing. Okay, they started a fantastic promotion, but other than that... They started off the year strong because they, they defeated the Gorillas of, De- of Destiny and won the... The heavyweight tag titles when they were a junior heavyweight, uh, junior tag teams in the junior division went into the heavyweight division, defeated uh, Gorillas of Destiny for the heavyweight tag titles in over in New Japan. They did phenomenal things in Ring of Honor, and they helped with the uh, elite and started AEW. They did start AEW. Uh, their series of matches with the Lucha Brothers has been awesome. I'll get to that when I uh, get to yes, my and tag. The, and they they also. Played hot potato with the AAA tag titles right. as well with um, Lucha Brothers. We'll get to that in a few minutes. Yes. My problem, I mean, the, young, the one thing the Young Bucks are doing is they are putting a lot of the Young tag teams over to legitimize the division, which has been nice. But they also have to start establishing themselves as the dominant, as the dominant, uh, as the dominant team in AEW, if that's what they really are, and they're one of the best tag teams in the world. The Lucha Brothers, going back to the Lucha Brothers, they're my tag team of the year. Uh, mainly, once again, uh, for me, it was the series of matches with the Young Bucks this year, and then seeing them in person was a, was a big thing for me. True. Just we seeing how, just, AAA, how right. truly fluid they are in the rain. Mm-hmm. Their characters are spot on. Their in-rain interactions and their psychology is spot on. Uh, they're a tag team that you could put in any generation of pro wrestling, and it would be one of the best tag teams in the promotion. So I have a weird favorite tag team, and it actually has to do with someone that really isn't part of the tag team, but I love their what they got going on. 
my favorite tag team of 2019. Lana is, and Lashley. The, no, is the best friends. Lana and Lashley. Best friends, okay. They have great chemistry. I've always been a Trent Beretta fan, which Trent fans, sorry. But mm-hmm. honestly, it's their interactions in a ring coupled with Orange Cassidy. Orange Cassidy is fantastic. He is. See soon that he is going to be in another category, if you couldn't guess. But that man does shit that no one else does. And I think that's why I like him, because he's unique. Mm-hmm. I dig it. I know. I don't, I don't know Best Friends Sinner, well enough. It's the best friends. Right. What? Did, I don't know them well enough. I've only seen them a few times now on AEW. Did you ever follow them on the indies? I did. I went back and watched a lot of their indie stuff. Okay. Um, the other tag team I really like, uh, obviously, Lucha Brothers. I fucking love the Lucha Brothers. Love the Lucha Brothers. Um, right. They are definitely another one of my favorites. Um, I mean, I just like Best Friends because I went back and watched, but also Butcher and the Blade, dude. Fuckers are good. Yeah. I saw their match with uh, Darby Allen and Cody. Really, really good. And, also, and the week before that, Cody and um, the other guy. I forget the other guy's name. His partner. Yep. But anyway, all right. So moving on. Let's talk about the best faction of 2019. Now... There are a ton of factions that have done a lot in 2019. It's a tough one. You know? So, Smarky, let's start with you. Who do you think was the best faction and had the best year in 2019? I why were they certainly the most winning faction no but imperium came out of fucking nowhere and runs roughshod over nxt uk and is going to beat your favorites at Worlds Collide. I'm calling it. Yeah, did you see that? They're going to be facing Undisputed ever at Worlds, Worlds Collide. I guess that'll be the that'll be the battle because I my my I went basic bitch here with Undisputed Era just because of how they they just I mean they it's just impressive to run this show that long and for it to not be stale. The whole, right. Hold all the gold and for it to not be stale like that. Really, and they, and. You know, and they're and they really they're 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 gimmick it you know, it's pretty essential, you know, they look out for each other all the time. There's no gimmick, it's just them. There's no they look out for each other and they're just they're just a crew of dudes that just protects each other. And uh, but they make that brotherhood seem really, really real just because of you know, they've known each other for so long. Right. You know, I there's, there's, see, the, there's the indie they're all indie darlings. And I got to see all of them on the indies except for Roddy. Uh, Bobby Fish is so good. Uh, and uh, you know, CZW. Yeah, and Adam Cole. Yeah, and, and they're all they all have the indie chip on their shoulders. They're not. They're, none of them are like. They're obviously in great shape, but none of them are ginormous like right. in a Dijak or Dayton Yeah, but yeah, they're in good shape and they're they're cut and everything. You know, they're all at the same point in their career. It's it's just it's like almost like fate that the four of them are together at this point in time, and they've been as successful. I mean, and I really enjoy getting to see stuff like that. Really, really do. So we'll find out who the best is in Worlds Collide, I guess, huh? I guess so. 
Um, yeah, and of course, Doc, I agree with you too. I, I has I also chose Undisputed Era just because of again the success they've had this year. They've all put on five star matches at some point this year. They all have the gold right now as well. You know, Fish and O'Reilly held the tag titles on two different occasions this year, didn't they? So they're already yeah. two time champions. So I'm I'm I go with Undisputed Era also just because of the year they had. Yeah. Uh, um, I have an honorable mention. My honorable mention is LAX, now known as Santana and Ortiz, part of the Inner Circle. But I know it's not a faction, but they're part of the Inner Circle. And this is the only place I can mention that we saw them at an indie event, and it was fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, honestly, uh, obviously, an honorable mention for both of us, I would think, for Inner, Inner Circle. Circle also. Inner, yeah. Inner Circle. Inner Circle so, definitely has to be honorable mention. in the... They've been the focal point of AEW, and they've they ran that top of the card really well. Right. Yeah, and I had already said it, too. Uh, Inner Circle moving forward could be the modern answer to, like, an NWO, because it looks like Jericho is trying to grow the faction by talking to MJF about potentially joining, by talking to John Moxley about joining. So it could be the modern answer to a New World Order or, um, or a Degeneration X. But it, on that just note, can't get too big. It can't get too look big. Look what happened to the NWO. The NWO I, guy, I when think it got they, too they big, know what. Stuck. Yeah, they're not gonna. They're not gonna repeat the same thing because they saw how bad it is. They already have what, like six, seven, six members. No, they, they still only Ager. have. They have Jericho, and, Santana and Ortiz. They have official members out They only have five official members. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So, but now I did want to mention something. I was online today. <laughs> And I may or may not have come across a dirt sheet that was giving rumors for 2020, things that are going to happen in the WWE in the year 2020. Check this out. Doc, you're going to fucking love this. So now we have the quote-unquote new shield as they're being referred to on the interwebs with Seth Rollins and the AOP. So you know who the baby faces are going to be to take out the new shield? Well, supposedly, Vince McMahon is going to revive the New World Order and the three members of the New World Order. You ready for this shit? Is Alistair Black one? Nope. Nope. Okay. Is Samoa Joe one? Nope. You're not even going to think that it would be these three. Randy Orton, Roman Reigns, and Brock Lesnar. I'm a genius! And this is why I only watch AEW and fucking NWA. For those of you at home, uh, Smarky and I just kind of stared at each other, disgusted, not knowing what to say to a bone. Just, where was that from? And this is why Doc does not read the dirt sheets. Will you read the sports key to it again? It was one of those YouTube channel ones. We're going to have to have an intervention with you. Yeah, man. Hey, man, it's all about the dirt sheets. The dirt sheets are what make this shit interesting. No, 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 it's fantasy no, it's booking not. at its best. No, it's not. It's fantasy booking at its worst. You don't want to know why it's its worst? Because you just said Randy Orton, Brock Lesnar, Roman Reigns, and NWO in the same sentence. That's why it's worse. I did. I did. <laughs> and and the, the, yeah, you should have seen the stupid. photoshopped picture, too, stupid. of Brock, Randy Orton, and Roman Reigns walking down the ramp wearing NWO shirts. Stupid. Stupid. Oh man! All right, guys. Let's finish this off now. Let's talk about the best male wrestler of 2019. Go ahead, Smarky. Orange Cassidy. I'm not even lying. Okay, it's why? Orange Cassidy. Have you seen him wrestle? 
His character is perfect. Okay. It, he he lives that character. And the wrestling with your hands in your pockets, taking suicida dives with hands in your pockets, fuck you. Okay, now we, the now, man is a genius. I'm not denying that Orange Cassidy is not one of the most talented guys out there, but in terms of the entire year, with the exception of what he's been doing on AEW, what else has he done in 2019? Put his hands in his pocket. Put his Put hands, his hands in his pocket. <laughs> you know, I'm going to answer this exactly how Orange Cassie would. Eh. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good answer. Good answer. All right, so Doc, let's go to you. Who's your best wrestler? Um, MJF. Not MJF. Not, not honorable mention, but not MJF. Orange Cassidy, MJF are my two. Uh, we're, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna pop the bubbling, and we're gonna honor Chris Jericho in my world as the wrestler of the year. Okay. Um, first and youngest AEW champion <laughs> of all time. <laughs> I think it's so impressive how he just continues to tweak and reinvent himself. Right. Over the years, and to have done it for so freaking long, and then to come into a new promotion, go against your old boss, go start a dominant faction, and just you know really help keep this you know that ship afloat right now while they figure out how to develop their young talent. Uh, Jericho has means so much to that promotion. He he is the MVP of wrestling. He means more to his promotion, I think, than any other wrestler means means to any other promotion. I'll go with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, it, and you know, it's definitely hard to argue. I mean, Jericho is the goat. Being able to reinvent yourself so much and always being at the forefront of the storylines is—it's phenomenal. What he does, like he is an amazing professional wrestler. But he was not my pick. And no, my pick was not Ruby Riot. As much as I would love for it to be Ruby Riot, but, but you also said male, so you know there's that. Well, Ruby Riot's the best wrestler, period. Male, female, period. doesn't matter. <laughs> um, no, my best male wrestler of 2019 has to go to Kofi Kingston um, for wow. the entire first half of this year for what he has accomplished. Uh, by putting on some of his best matches ever in the gauntlet matches and Elimination Chamber and then winning the championship at WrestleMania and making history being the first African-American champion to hold the same title as guys like Steve Austin, Bret Hart, Hulk Hogan, putting on matches with Samoa Joe, Randy Orton, Daniel Bryan, AJ Styles. How come The Rock lost his black card? Like, How come The Rock's not considered black? Because he's he's Samoan. He's not 100% black. But he is black. He has some black in him, yes, but he's not 100%. He has a lot of black in him. His dad was black. Yeah, Rocky Johnson was black, was African-American, but the other half of his family is Samoan, so he's not so 100% why does that African-American. Not about first ever black living, only he, he's the first 100%. ever half African-American champion. That sounds racist. <laughs> You, you brought up. I'm just trying to put. He 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 was only half African American, so that's why he lost that card. I so. I, I just I always I just as a, I mean not to knock what Kofi did because Kofi is definitely an honorable mention for me. Yeah, it just always bugged me that people always said that about Kofi. I'm yep. just like as long as just bugged me. I'm like the Rock's black too. Like right. what's that all about? Yep. Okay. Anyway. Well, regardless, not, I still think I Kofi... I don't want to take away from Kofi. Let's go back to yeah. Kofi, because it's about him. Um, yeah. I, I definitely Kofi's, think Kofi yeah. had a stellar year, though. I mean, it sucks where yeah, he's ended off the year, right. but 
At least he still has gold around his waist by carrying those SmackDown tag titles. Shitty end to his title reign. I wish they would have gave him like a real match with Lesnar. Agreed. Right. Like, you know, but that's no. What, what are you gonna do? And then, uh, uh, but yeah, at least he's back in it with the tag teams right now. While mm-hmm. while Xavier gets healthy, hopefully he can recover from his nasty, nasty injury. Yep. Right. Yeah. So, all right, let's move on to women's wrestling. Best female wrestler of 2019. Uh, it's the man, Becky Lynch. I think we all agree on that. Let's move on to the next category. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. No, we don't actually. Back up, dude. We don't we do agree. Not all, okay. Not all agree. Okay. Not all agree. I mean, bad props to Becky. I mean. I think she has had a <laughs> hell of a year. Awesome. I, 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 just, I think as the year went on, Shayna, Shayna Baszler eclipsed her, man. Hmm, okay. Shayna was dominant in okay. NXT. And some some great matches, some great moments, and then like, and then to have that Survivor Series moment where she she didn't beat Becky, but she 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 and she took came she took it she no well no she won the match it was just a triple threat right and um she didn't beat Becky one on one I'm sorry but that go down that freaking to like I just feel like she announced herself as like hey this ain't your show only like like I'm the man too you know. I think this was like I think this became the year of Shayna as the year went on. Uh, Becky is obviously would be next on my list. Um, mm-hmm. Main eventing WrestleMania, winning that match was awesome. Um, I think there was two mistakes made in that match. Um, one was the sloppy and sloppy ending. Even if it was for script later not on, hitting, not touching the mat. Right. Even if it was something for script, like for storyline later on, that wasn't the match to use that storyline. That match should have ended clean whistle. And two, WrestleMania should have started at 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) And not had the main event at fucking 12 midnight. Start WrestleMania at 3, so we're done by 11. Right. Agreed. Absolutely. Agreed. Well, listen, there's definitely no taking away from Shayna Baszler. Also, Rhea Ripley, Tony Storm, Kaylee Ray. A lot of women have definitely had a hell of a year. Um, He did he didn't mention my pick. He didn't mention Sparky's pick yet. Wow. Who, who's your pick? And I'm surprised because he likes I'm very, surprised. very surprised. He loves Sparky's my pick. My pick of female wrestler of the year is Tessa Blanchard. Uh, you know what? Yeah. Right. And you dude, can't. That's fair. How could you all skip fair. over her? I didn't see. I, I Have you her. seen her feud with Sammy Callahan? I her, her feud with Sammy Callahan has, has been some amazing fucking wrestling with, with those two. Like, yeah. I wish intergender wrestling was more of a thing. Her whole year has been like this, though. Yeah. But you know what? No one sees it. That's the problem. That, that's, that's the problem. problem. No, one that's the problem. no one can find impact. Right. Impact needs a real television deal. Or she needs to finally come over somewhere else. She's going to go. She goes anywhere. She's going to AEW. She's going to go to AEW. Dude, right? Her dad good. is going to be her fucking manager. Yeah, but dude, when she shows up at AEW, she is automatically number one on that roster right away. Like, she walks into that locker room and she is unquestionably number one in that locker room. It's not room. like they all don't know her. You know, they're right. But it's not even that. There's, she's just significantly better, I think, than every other woman on AEW's That's roster. That's the cool thing about AEW because you can just keep going places. Like, like, uh, um, Fucking Cole Cabana was the guest commentator on AEW Dark this week, and he yeah. he worked. He's a champion right now in uh in um, NW. No, he he's worked not. In MLW. No, he oh worked. yeah, he yeah, dropped. He, he lost no, to Aaron Stevens. He watched. He lost Aaron Stevens, but yeah, you know, like that's oh, the cool thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hmm. That's what it was. Who 
still can do no wrong to this day. I fucking love that guy. Oh, Iris Stevens is great, dude. He's one of the highlights of NWA, man. Of power, dude. Excuse me. Yeah. So I think we could all agree that it's difficult to really pick one female wrestler who had a great year. I mean, you have Tessa Blanchard, Becky Lynch, Shayna Baszler, uh, Rhea Ripley, who's ending off the year really strong. So, so many of the women right now have been breaking boundaries as, you know, the women's evolution has become a thing over the last half of the decade or so. And another thing with Rhea Ripley that we haven't even mentioned with her is she started the year as the NXT Women's Champion, didn't she? Uh, NXT, or the UK, UK Women's, women's Champion. Yes. UK Women's Champion, you know what? Right? right? Didn't she start the year with the title? Right? I'm trying to think Who when did Tony Storm beat her for the title. Who won? It was, there, like, it was, it, it was, it was at that first takeover, Who wasn't won it? Who May Young? May Young was Tony, Tony Storm. Tony Storm won the May Young Classic. That was, that was, last, that that was, was the last evolution. Year, yeah. They, right. They didn't do the May this year. They did that. Uh, they did that Rising Stars tournament instead. Right, right. You think you're equal WWE? You're not. Anyway, <laughs> sorry, I'm really angry about this. You should have never canceled pay per view. AEW, NWA, AAA, Lucha Underground. If it ever comes back, more women's wrestling than you will ever do. Impact has the the the, the knockouts. It's speaking of that. Impact I'm switching it. I'm switching the subject here to the biggest to the biggest um, moment of 2019. Wrestling moment. Wrestling moment. Good. That was my biggest wrestling. Next. Good, because my biggest wrestling moment is actually Tessa versus Sammy. Listen, and I get it. Uh, you know, Lucha Underground through AAA has been doing intergender for a long time. You know, Evilies versus versus people all the time and all that. Right. But you know what? It's never been someone like Sammy Callahan and Tessa Blanchard. And if you haven't watched those matches. You are doing yourself a disservice. You need to go watch it. I don't care if intergender makes you uneasy. It shouldn't. Yeah. Because it's art. It's theater. Pop, pop, you know, I'm not, I don't mean to burst your bubble, guys, but wrestling is still fake. Yeah. Like, you, you go and you watch Star Wars and you don't watch, like, that. Ray fight Kylo Ren. Would you write right. to watch Ray fight Kylo Ren? That may as well be the same thing as Shayna facing Sam. You know what? I was thinking that because yeah. you're not wrong. And quite honestly... It is some of the best wrestling of 2019. Sammy Callahan, I get it. WWE was not a good fit for him. He is right. He's kind of an ass. You know, his character's an ass. I don't. I don't know how what he's like. Tessa seems like she's an absolute ring general and probably rubs people the wrong way because, well, she's got wrestling blood in her body. She's better than most of them too. My God, she's related to a four horseman. Right. Fucking dad. And it still blows my mind that she is not considered one of the four horsewomen of wrestling. It's, I, I know it's because she was not in NXT you know, at the time. You know, but she she needs to be a part part of that conversation. Maybe that's she needs to be part of that conversation. One day she freaking like starts up her own faction, the real horsewomen. I mean, there if you go. think about it, she she did May Young. You know, I, yeah, it's not like their relationship's not there. I just right. think it makes more She's sense. She's been on for NXT to to before. I just think it makes more sense for her to go to AEW because she just come in to start running that division and changing yeah. the culture right away. Yeah, yep. I see big thing, big things in next year. I think you're going to see James Storm back in NXT because um, this whole independent scene things going on. Um, Bobby Roode now it might be a little bit of a opener for Bobby Roode. And um, I would love to see a beer money reunion. I think we're yes. going to see uh, beer, I money. Love that. beer money. I've been saying that faction, for the longest time. Faction. No, wait. What was their faction impact with beer money? Um, they have fortune. 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 What Rick no, they were, and AJ. They were fortune. They were fortune with AJ. That would be cool. But yeah. um, you know, I think you're gonna see James Storm. I think you're gonna. I think you're gonna see Tessa Blanchard. Uh, 
somewhere in a big in a bigger place. Um, I think she goes to AEW. I, don't think, uh, I think AEW is the best. The I best think spot she ends up in NXT eventually, but I think she goes to AEW first. Right. I'm Tessa Blanchard's agent. I'm advising her to go take her the money with AEW. Probably, it's got to right. be her dad. Yeah, you know, I mean, sometimes that's not the best thing because then you get overshadowed a little bit. Um, Thank you. So, uh, my my of the year. Um, uh, a the debut of Dynamite and the star of the Monday Night Wars. I'm sorry, the Wednesday, Wednesday Night, Night Wars. Wars. Yeah. Wednesday Night Wars. Um, that's just changed the whole landscape of wrestling and it's changed how WWE's had to do business. Um, they had to move NXT to television to compete. They, they had to book smarter because, to compete because wrestling fans have another option now and it's probably been the, the biggest, most important thing that happened to the industry as a whole and Mm-hmm. In a very, very long time. And that was yep. in a year where there was a lot of big stuff. You had the first women's match in Saudi Arabia, the first women's event to WrestleMania. You had, I mean, you had, you had a lot going on this year. You know, right. so, you know, with the intergender feuding, but I think that was the biggest thing for wrestling as a business as a whole was the start of AEW Dynamite and AEW being another weekly television option to. To WWE, yo, the mainly, yo, bring back in the fan who enjoyed Nitro in the 90s and not so much Raw. That's really funny because I still, we haven't done this and we have to do this in 2020, I still really have not watched Nitro, but I, I will tell you, and I've said this week after week, I watch more AEW and NWA than WWE. I have a list on my phone of, of episodes. Of, 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 it's called Smarky Watches Nitro. I actually have a list on my phone. <laughs> Uh, uh, we definitely have some projects and a lot of wrestling to watch in 2020. But I call this Smarks. Smarks watches WCW, and I started way back in 86. Dusty Rhodes and the Four Horsemen, yep. and then Sting, Rick Flair, and the Four, yeah, and all that. And, oh, we're going back to oh, when yeah. it was still a Crockett promotion. Oh, yeah, you, dude, oh, yeah. there's so much. Ron Simmons becoming there's the so first black. so much to see. So much to see. Three. Ron Simmons, man. I Damn. love that guy. Damn. 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 Uh, uh, oh, dude. Yeah. Doc, well, well, before we go off track, I, I do want to. I want to piggyback what you were saying. There were a lot of big moments that happened in the world of wrestling. You know, as you said, you know, we have Kofi Kingston winning the championship at WrestleMania, the women main eventing WrestleMania, the introduction of AEW Dynamite, of a new promotion out there. Uh, we have the first ever women's War Games match. We've had so many big moments in wrestling. Uh, NXT coming to USA, SmackDown going to Fox, Kane Velasquez signing a contract Ooh. with WWE. All these big things have happened this year in 2019. Ooh. So it's really hard to choose one, but I definitely think AEW is one that helped change the landscape of the world of professional wrestling, along with NWA coming back to a weekly show, a weekly episodic show found on streaming networks. We have Impact available now on Access TV, which is a little more accessible to most of the uh, of the fans out there. So there's so much wrestling on TV. I think that's probably the biggest moment is that there's so much content available to wrestling fans now. Yeah. It's big. It's big. So, uh, it's also a little overwhelming at times, too, I think, man. Yeah, yeah. my fiance gets there's, me. Yeah. There's a lot. There's a lot of wrestling on. All right, fellas, let's end off this show with uh, some of the biggest headlines in the world of pop culture in 2019. Now, a lot happened this year. Uh, I already went through a short list of uh, 
unfortunate passings that we had of some big celebrities. We also had a lot of ups and downs. We had the uh, Hurricane Dorian, which wiped out a big portion of the Bahamas earlier this year. We had the fire at the Notre Dame Cathedral in 2019. Uh, we had the unfortunate shooting in El Paso. Mm-hmm. Uh, along with the raid of Area 51, which still fucking blows my mind that that was actually a thing, that people actually did that. Didn't they try to Naruto run the whole thing? Yeah. Idiots. Yeah, ridiculous. (laughs) Also, we had the introduction of of Disney+. Plus. There's no such thing as aliens. uh, According to Area 51, there are. But... We also had the introduction of Disney+, Plus, and we learned about Disney buying the Marvel Cinematic Universe and Star Wars. So now all so, of that content is uh, with well, owned by Disney. Oh, they've owned Star Wars well, for a while. Well. They've owned Star Wars for, well, a, while for a while now. Right. And I think they've owned Marvel for years. The big too. thing that Disney bought this year, and this was my pop culture moment of the year, because mm-hmm. uh, I'm going to cut you off because you got the Disney. It was Disney buying the 20th Century Fox archives and all that stuff. Which that is smart. That's right, huge. Right, that's now, what it was. So they own the art, they own those like, they own like all those ABC rights and yeah. all those Fox rights. They only have right. two networks left before world domination. Have you guys seen that list on Twitter <laughs> about them taking over the world and then Mars and the Moon? I did hear about uh, I, that. Yeah, I so that. Oh, that's that's so that's the biggest like and then launching Disney Plus, obviously, with all their content that Disney they own. Disney Plus is how they're spying on us. You know, and it's not even all their content that they own. I mean, they, there's still so much content that hasn't been released yet. Right. So it's it, you know, that's that was I think that was the biggest pop culture thing this year. Mm-hmm. My biggest news story moment of the year, and wouldn't do this without getting political. Uh because I don't think I think the problem with this subject is that it does become political, and if people just use their brains and not politics, they would just do a better job. Right. Stop shitting on the earth, people. Fucking climate change. The fucking hottest freaking whole goddamn planet's warming up. Do basic shit. That's all. Don't shit it out. I like, do I come to your house and shit on your pillow? Truth. Do I come no, to your house? You do, don't. do I take a big shit on your pillow? No. Do I come to your house and take a big shit on your pillow, Bones? No, you do not. So don't take a shit on fucking Mother Nature's pillow, assholes. Simple. <laughs> Common sense. Do the thing that hurts the earth the least, and we will live the longest. Mm-hmm. Fucking A. Stop making it about politics and shit like that. We've read some of the hottest recorded months in, in ever yep. this past right. year. I went you outside. Know. It's December twenty something here, and I'm outside in fucking white Christmas. A sweatshirt. White Christmas does not exist in New Jersey anymore. Nope, Evan it's been gone for a long to time. Discuss, make smarter decisions, mm-hmm. people. Don't rely on your politicians and government to do it for you. Make smarter decisions yourself. Right. Everybody did their fucking part. Be in a good place, and that's all. That's my news story to you. Oh, I keep mine to myself. I have an old politics. See, that's not politics to me, though. It's common sense. It shouldn't. Oh be no, no, politics. that's common sense. Everything I have to talk about is is political. Then we'll we'll keep that off the show. We'll take that offline. Uh, <laughs> one of my biggest ones is more of a recent headline that Smarky and I spoke about last week, but that is the return of John Fashante to the Red Hot Chili Peppers <laughs> for another couple tours. Time. <laughs> So, Doc, I, 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 didn't want to, I wanted to get your take on that since you weren't with us last week. What is your take on Prashante returning? Return, his second. It is his second return. Third second stint yep. that can return. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Does he have just some sort of deal where he just come back whenever the fuck he wants? Hey, that's how that thing works. <laughs> he might have a, 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 like a Brock Lesnar right contract. Not, did he just get divorced from his wife? Is that what was going to ruin again? No, he had a drug problem. Why? Well, yeah, is he clean again? Yes. Yep. I mean, you know, they've, they've released so much great music with John Frashani. The guy they have, Klinghoffer, is that his name? John Klinghoffer. Yeah, he's, he's, Josh he's, Klinghoffer. Josh, Josh Klinghoffer. Josh, Josh, yeah, he's, Josh. Yeah, he's a great player, but, you know, I mean, it's always nice when you go see a band, it's their classic lineup. Yep. And that band can still eat. And as long as Frashani can still bring it, which I hope he can, you know, because that's a band that brings it live. That's All four of those dudes are fucking high energy on stage. It's crazy. Flea is one of my favorite, and Chad Chad Smith is one of the best drummers of all. Yo, Chad Smith snare drum favorite things in the world. Chad Smith is just so in the pocket, man. I love him. Yeah, dude. Wait, Bones, you were at that Guitar Center drum off where he played the same beat for five minutes, right? Was that the one that your buddy won? Yes. Yep. He just played Boom Chick for five minutes, right? Yep. And you know what? That's probably the best because Thomas Pridgen was on that one too, and. I listened to both, and mm-hmm. Chad Smith smoked everyone by doing that. Yep. Yeah, man. He, he, he makes that boom chick just sound like the most amazing thing ever played on a drum set. Like the opening of Eddie California, which is the yep. most in-the-pocket fucking opening ever. <laughs> yep. <laughs> awesome. So good. So good. Well, on that note, gentlemen, that was our recap. I have to start a drum roll. Drum roll, please. That was the recap of our year of 2019 in the world of pop culture, professional wrestling, sports, and news. Now, with that being said, gentlemen, it has been a hell of a year. We have done a lot this year in 2019, so I do want to take the time to thank you guys for coming on this on this journey with me. This was our first full year as a podcast. Oh, you should put Fantastic Voyage on this part of the show. Come on, Fantastic Voyage, I like that. But this definitely has been a Fantastic Voyage. That's the Julio's version, buddy. Oh, yeah. Slide, slide, cool, wide. Yeah, it goes to the Come on. you find a mashup of the two versions? I'll have to, I'll see if I can find that. I'll throw that in here. Put on YouTube. Had to oh, man. But anyway, gentlemen, we have well, had a. Uh, big news. Hold on. Can I can I be sentimental with you fuckers for a minute? No, no. Fucking clowns. Like Any You know what? Fine. Fuck everything that happened this year. Moving on to a new year. Fuck Wait, bones, look at this. Drink a little bit of that bubbly. Should we no, the Guardians Guardian jersey. Oh, nice. It's a New York New Jersey. It's, it's a New York Guardians jersey. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Oh, man. But anyway, guys, I'm going to give a quick recap of our 2019. We joined Wrestle Addict Radio at the beginning of the year. We had our first merchandise created and sold with hoodies and T-shirts. Oh, Smarky's wearing a fourth wall hoodie. I love it. Representing the brand. We also went to WrestleMania together. We hosted a tailgate at WrestleMania 35. We also went to the first ever AAA show at Madison Square Garden. We were invited to the AAA press conference prior to their New York Invasion show. Um, We have done a lot this year as a podcast, but this was just the beginning. So, as Smarky is so impatiently waiting for me to tell you all... This episode, 56, is our final episode on the Wrestle Addict Radio Network. The year 2020 is going to be opening up some new doors 
for the fourth wall WrestleCast, and we're going to follow through with what we wanted to do since day one, and that was to venture off uh, in more than just the world of wrestling, become a little more of a pop culture-centric show. We want to bring to you um, all the content for music, news, TV, pro wrestling, film, toys, sports, and so much more. So, with that being said, at the start of 2020, we're going to be introducing to you the Fourth Wall Pop Network. That is P-O-P, all in caps, with an exclamation point, emphasis on the pop. The Fourth pop. Wall Pop Network. We're going to have to have this whole dirty pop playing in the background. Uh, so, with that being said, we have a couple other shows that are going to be joining us in the year 2020. I will not announce who those shows are now. So, if you want more information on the Fourth Wall Pop Network and where to find the network on social media, be sure to follow us, the Fourth Wall WrestleCast, at Fourth Wall Cast. That's the number four T H W A L C A S T. Go check us out on Twitter for more information on what the year 2020 is bringing for us and our new network. There will be some rebranding of the show moving into 2020 as well. So Fourth Wall WrestleCast might be going away, and we might be introducing to you the Fourth Wall Cast, just to show that we are not going to be specifically wrestling-centric anymore. We're going to be talking about a lot more than just that. Still bringing you the wrestling news, though. <coughs> but yeah, we're still going to have a wrestling so oh, much I mean, more. Listen, listen, listen. The WrestleCast will still be around. Listen, no, listen. Let me tell you, let me let's just be real about it. There's a lot of other stuff in the world, and a lot of other stuff in the world that interests us as a human being. And there's a lot of times where wrestling is just not fucking interesting. Uh, it's because of shitty booking, or maybe some people are hurt, so the product's a little down at the time. Um, like, I don't need to watch wrestling every single week. It's not like this. Like, I just don't, okay? I want to watch what I find entertaining. Like, right now in my life, my free time, I've been binging on Star Wars because there's a new Star Wars coming out. And I get excited for Star Wars because I like space. And I like fighting and I like I like the whole idea of fighting in space. Yep. And there's cute girls and cute <laughs> aliens. There's cute girls in space. <laughs> I, mean, I, don't, I don't know if anyone else is, but I'm, I'm a huge fan of the Transformers and I'd love to talk Transformers. I'd love to talk music with all of you. I also can't wait to talk just general nerd shit. You know, I, I, I race RC cars. Uh, yep. Yeah. 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 So, so like, as you can see, fam, th there is no, no lack of content that we're going to be bringing to you. So we still promise to perform, inform, and entertain you each and every week as we go into the year 2020, as we bring you news, music, TV, pro wrestling, film, toys, sports, and so much more. So once again, please show your support by following us on all social media. That's Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Fourth Wallcast. That's the number four, T-H-W-A-L-L-C-A-S-T. Please follow me on Twitter at JC Bones. That's Bones with a Z. Check out Mr. Doc Haas at Dr. Haas 4WC. And go follow Johnny Smarks at Johnny Smarks a lot on Twitter. He does not use Twitter a lot. So, Johnny, where can they find you on Instagram? They can catch me at John Plays Drums on Instagram, and that's about it. <laughs> that's about I'm it. Check him out on Instagram. John I'm the DR Haas on Instagram, and I like Instagram more also. I will start using Twitter, but I mean, I don't. 
don't like Twitter. Twitter's for a lot of people with a lot of hate in their lives. Yeah, yeah. a lot of it's negativity. Like the angry world. Yeah, so I'm definitely putting emphasis on following us on our our Facebook page at Fourth Wall Cast. We're going to be moving over to uh, a lot more information coming through our Facebook page moving forward. So on that note, thank you for tuning in to episode 56, the final episode of the year, and also again our final episode on Wrestle Addict Radio. So please a big thank you to everyone at Wrestle Addict Radio, starting off with Anthony DeStefano, Phil, Issa. MJ, Nikki G, King Ricky, Willie T, Dusty Dave, Jeff DFDC, Palmaccio, Nate the and Great, Mr. Fretz, The Kate Murphy, Mance Chapel, Mr. Monday Night, The Monday Night Delight. Thank you all for everything you guys have done. Thank you to Brother Wade for being such a loyal supporter of the Fourth World WrestleCast and helping this thing grow all year in the year 2019. 2020 is opening up doors for such big things for us and the team. So on that note, we wish you once again a Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Happy Holidays, and have a very happy and healthy New Year. And we will see you all in 2020. And as always, if you've enjoyed the Fourth World Experience, please be sure to tell all your friends to like, share, and subscribe and help this thing grow and grow and continue to be your biggest draw for the critics, the marks, the casual, and the hardcore. Once again, we are the Fourth Wall WrestleCast. And on that note, goodbye and good night. Keep pop real. Dirty pop real. Dirty pop. Keep it pop real. Pop. Emphasis on the pop. All cops and exclamation points. Keep it pop real. All right, fellas. Thank you. That was fun. All right. Uh, you enjoy stuff. your bubbly. Yo. I'll catch up with you guys this weekend. All right, guys. Later.